0: Four people went into the Pardes. What is the Pardes? Look in the Rashi, in this page. The Rashi is on the left side. I have underlined it. What does it mean? Went into the orchard. What's that orchard? Rakia. What is Rakiya? Went <laughs> they went up. They went up, Rashi says, means that they used uh, a shame to go up to Rakia, to go up to Shemaim. That's what it means in according to Rashi. Do you think they flew up? They used the shame and then they started to fly up to Shemaim. Probably not. Look at Toisves. On the right side of the page, toysfes in the bottom. So Toysfes says, it seems to them as if they went up to Shemaim. So therefore, when it says, when Rashi says, it doesn't mean they actually flew up to Shemaim. It means that it feels as if they went to Shemaim. So where is the pardes? It means they went to Elam Yisrael. And this is the important, To remember when we talk about higher worlds, we're not talking about um, a distance, we're not talking about a space, a different space. Atzilis is right here, too, is in which you find yourself, which means when the Baal Shem Tov went up to the Hechal Mashiach in Shemaim, Baal Shem Tov was sitting right there with everybody else. However, He was able to take himself away from this and be completely in a more spiritual dimension, spiritual sphere. When we say that there is Hatzilis, Hatzilis is not that you have to take a a spaceship to get there. It's a target that one, I don't know about you, me, but one could reach within wherever it is that we are. There's all these dimensions, something Gashmi, something Gurchni, just like you have a neshama inside of you, just like these words of Torah being said right now, and there is a locust flying all over this room, it's not something we see. But if you were in a different Torah, we would see it that way. So those are the four that nichnesu pardes, that went into the pardes. Who are they? Ve'eluhen, Ben Azai, Ben Zaima, Acher, and Rabbi Akiva. Those are the four people. Notice that Ben Azai, Ben Zaima don't have a title. They don't even have a first name. We only refer to them as their father's son. We will get back to this. Acher is actually Elisha ben, ben Abuya. He was called Acher. The other one, not referring to his name, after he became an Apicurus, which is a result of this story actually. After this story, he no longer was referred to as Elisha ben Abuya, he was referred to as Acher, the other guy. When you will reach a place that seems to be uh, a a pure, that, that is pure marble, And it's going to look as if it's water. Don't say, Don't say, This is uh, water and I cannot cross it. Because it's not water. And if you say it's water when it's not, That will be a lie. Saying a lie is not, You won't be able to properly stand in front of Hashem. What does this refer to? This is not in the scope of today's discussion, But I'll tell you, There's a mimer in which the Rebbe explains, that between every oilam, there is what we call the parsoes. I'm sure you've learned this with uh, Dr. Brower when he talks. No, not yet. You'll get there. That uh, between every oilom there is a parsa, Which means that a certain transition that goes from one oilam to the next, there has to be a separation, a certain separation. Um, that's different than the tzimtzumim that took place before at Silis. But even between Atzis and Bria, Bria and Tsira, and Sia, there is a parsa. This parsoes, and that's why it says my, mind, because there's different parsoes, are referred to in this sugya as Avnesai marble. A marble floor, meaning that it's a separation between one level and the next. That, that those, that's what floors are made for, right? So you have the first floor, the second floor. So the actual the actual ground, this marble floor is a separation between one level, one level and the next. So this refers to the parsoas between between the Ilamais. So on their way up to the pardes, they have gone through different parsoes. Don't say I can cross this, this is not water, this is those parsoes, and and it is fine. Um, As I said, this is not in the scope of this discussion. Really what I want to talk about is the rest. If we are going to talk about the oilamois and the Pasos and the Tzimtzumim, I'm going to be taken away from your Musagim Bechisides class. And that would not be right. What happened when they got to the Pardes? Ben Azai looked and he died. That's what the Pasuk says in Tehillim, that the death of... His Hasidim are dear to Hashem, which means, uh, which means that his death is not as a negative thing. is from being close to, getting close to Hashem. I'll explain this a bit later. Ben Zayma hates his vinivga. Ben Zayma looked and became uh, maim. In that sense, is not physically maim, but actually maim, um, handicapped, but not physically, but mentally. The Pasuk says in Mishle, when you find honey, eat just enough. If you're going to eat too much of it, that you will be full with it, you will then uh, regurgitate it. So too much of a good thing. is never good. So in other words, Ben Zayma was exposed to what he saw, in a way in which was too much for him, and therefore, he became crazy. <laughs> Acher cut off the, the plants. And this, again, is referring to the, the marshal. The fact that this spiritual darga they went into, is called a pardes an orchard. We're talking about an orchard. So then, when somebody is given the privilege to go into a garden, is to enjoy the garden. And imagine, he goes into the garden, he's giving that privilege, and instead of enjoying it, he goes and he starts ruining it, breaking the plantations. So that is damaging, you know. Make, in other words, making bad use of the privilege that he was given. And what it means is that Acher saw whatever it is that he saw, and he used it in the wrong way till, the, till he became an Apikovus. Rabbi Akiva Yatsa besholoim. Rabbi Akiva came out in peace. Very interesting that this is the lotion of the Gemara and the Talmud Bavli. In the girsa of the En Yakov, he says, Rabbi Akiva Nichnas beShalom veYatsa beShalom. Very important. In the the, the En Yakov, bases itself on the girsa of the Yerushalmi. In the Yerushalmi, the story is mentioned as Nichnas beShalom veYatsa besholoim. Ve the Bavli only says in the Vilneshaz that we have in front of us, Yatzah Beshalem. And the Enyakov was Machia according to the Girsah of the Yerushalmi, adding the word Nichnas B'Shalom, Yatzah Beshalem. As you recall, earlier on this page, in the previous stories, there was also a difference in Bavli and Yerushalmi with Rabbi Yeshua, whether it was an earthquake or just a rainbow. Remember that. And always we go with the Girsa of the Enyakov. He came in in peace and he came out in peace. And here are the few questions that we could ask about, this, uh, about uh, this story. How is it possible that everybody was exposed to the same thing and they all reacted in a different way, which means the outcome was all different. Also about each one of them, we are being told nichnesu pardes, they all went in together to the pardes, and then what happened when I came out? When he comes to Rabbi Akiva, we reiterate how you went in and then how you went out. Yeah, we're going now according to that we're reading we, we, we're reading this story according to the Giza of Enyakov, which is the one that is um, the most accurate. And finally, what does it mean besholoim? Why is that word being used? nichnas Besholoim, Yatsa Besholoim. Why peace? What is he trying to say here is that Rabbi Akiva, everybody else came out um, with some kind of trouble. Rabbi Akiva came out on sketch. He was fine. One died, one became crazy, one became a up because. Rabbi Akiva was okay. Why Shalom? The explanation of this all really lays in the Nikhnas Beshalem point. We're going to start with what happened to Ben Zayma, Ben Azai. First of all, who were they? Ben Azai, Ben Zayma, were um, great Talmud, Chachamim, and yet we don't call them Rabbi. Simple. The Klal is, Mishi Eshloi Talmudim Rabbi. If he has Talmidim, we call him Rabbi. If he doesn't have Talmudim, we're just going to call him by his name. Another issue. Benazai, ben Zayma didn't want to take smicha. They didn't have smicha. There are no rabbis. So we're not going to call them. No rab, no rabbi, no... Just their name. Okay, but they have a first name. We don't even mention Their name is Shimon, Ben-Azai, Shimon, ben Zaima. We don't mention the first name. We go as if the only mile is being the father's son. As if they don't have a value on their own. So we don't give them a title because they don't have smicha. We don't give them even a first name to emphasize on how um, lowly they wanted to present themselves. They just wanted to be a simple, regular guy. Which, in fact, is the reason why they didn't want a smicha. You think they couldn't go to one of those programs? They didn't have online. They couldn't uh, get themselves in uh, nine months a smicha. Like every yukul gets it today. If everybody gets it, these two guys, friends of Rabbi Akiva, those are the guys of Rabbi Akiva is saying, let's go together to the parades. They can't get themselves a smicha. Why can't they get themselves smicha? Because they don't want. Why don't they want to have smicha? Just to, to go back to your question. There is a story about Rabbi Achim and Zakai who asked Rabbi and Daisa to Davin for his son. Rabbi Chaim and Daisa put his head in between his, his knees. And in one moment, and the son of Rabbi Achim and Zakai was, uh, was healed. So Rabbi Achim and Zakai says, if Ben Zakkai would put his head in between his knees the whole day, nobody would pay attention to him. Meaning, what is he saying? He's saying, I'm not as worthy as Abraham Daisa. I'm not going to get into the whole story, that's a different story we're going to learn in Mitzah But But what I'm bringing out is over here, when he talks about himself as unworthy, he calls himself Ben Zakkai. It, when, he doesn't call himself Rabban Yechanan Ben Zakkai, not even Yechanan which is Ben-Zakai, and we, which means that when one is called only by his father's name, is because he is not seeking the attention or, or, of, of a worthy person. And this was ben and ben Zaima. They wanted to remain simple people. Why? Because all they wanted to do is learn. When a person is a Rav, he's busy, with taking care of the needs of the community. There's a lot of issues to take care of. Not only answering shyness, but worrying about the welfare of the people, bringing peace amongst the people and so on. has to be busy, We're busy, with, uh, busy with everything. That takes away a lot of time from being able to learn toilet to themselves. Ah, by doing this. He's bringing down more, more spirituality, he's bringing down more locus because he's going to teach Torah to the people. The same idea of not being called Rebbe, because of Talmidim, Mishen and they, want, they don't want to have Talmidim. Having Talmidim means that you have to take the time to explain. You have to take the time to go to the Talmidim and explain. And that is indeed a great thing that brings down more Elevates the people that you're in touch with, brings down your Chochmah and brings down the Lukus to these people through your taira, but it doesn't let you go higher and higher and higher. It holds you back. So they say they don't want to have smicha, they don't want to have Talmidim, and you know what else? They don't want to be married. They were not married. nazar was married for a little bit, very short time, Rabbi so Kiva's daughter. And after a while, he went to Rabbi Kiva, he says, yeah, I love you and everything, but uh, it's great to be your son-in-law, but I just want to learn Torah. And being married makes it very difficult. Why being ma- married makes it difficult to learn Torah? We're not talking about coming home like every nice balabas should do, come home and open up a safer and learn, no matter what. And a good balabasta will know, I'm not going to ask him to help with the dishes right now because he's learning Torah. And the children will see that he's learning Torah and that's good for everybody. Good for the children, good for the wife, good for the husband, good for the house. But I'm talking about the ability of to devote yourself completely to Torah. When one is married, he has to bring Parnassar to the family. He has to deal, he has to deal with the chinuch of the children. Sometimes he has to go buy groceries. So that takes away from a lot of his ability to devote himself completely entirely to the Isn't that what? Like a nun. Is there, uh, look, um, another Vandaviu also were not married for the very same reason. Another view didn't want to get married because they knew that being married will, in, will mean. Having to deal with not just responsibilities and so on, but bashut being involved with Gashmir, having to be Having to have communication with your spouse, it's very important. But you know, all these things take away from me. They, they want only one thing. Not even a view wanted one thing. Becoming one with the Evishta. They wanted the Neshama to elevate himself and go up and up. And that's what they got. It was called Esh Zahra. They were criticized for it. Because all they wanted was that fire of becoming one with the Evishter, when the Evishter is saying, no, <laughs> I need you to make a Direbet If I wanted Neshames up there, I would have kept the Neshames up there. I need you to do a Direbet The Neshama is coming down to make a difference on the world. And yes, by getting married, and yes, by going to get parnasa, because once you are busy in Yinyan you elevate the world itself. Make sure that you learn Torah when you're in, in your house. But go and be busy with the world. Busy with refining and elevating the world. However, there is that approach in which Ben Azai and Ben Zayma, comparable to Nadav and Avihu, the all they wanted was to go up. So when Rabbi Akiva invites them and says, let's go to the Pardes, this is the trip of a lifetime. This is what they were hoping for. Because what they are looking for? Going them, bringing themselves higher. Now I could go to the pardes. I'm going up to the pardes. And Benazai is, is saying to himself, This is where I want to be. So therefore, he had what we call Khusan and his Neshama remained uh, el Ben Azai. The first one. Ben Zayma... Ben Zayma... Ben Zayma looked and became a maim. How was he affected? Why not like Ben Azai? It's because he wasn't as prepared as Ben Azai for Kul Sanifish, Which means... Two people could be exposed to the same thing and react in a different way. We are going to learn a different story in the Gemara that, that will be understood only with the following known story about the Alter Rebbe. So I'll say it now, and I'll say it again in a few weeks. And you're not going to say, oh, we know already, because I know you know, because I'm the only one who told it to you, right? So there is a maister with the Alter Rebbe when he came to Mizrach. Alter was a young man. And he was already a great established Ilui scholar in Nigleh. He also knew some Kabbalah, but he was at the beginning of the way. So the Magi told him, I have a son, the He's going to teach you this, you're going to teach him Nigleh. That's a fair deal. And they, were, they would teach each other in such a way. And one time, in the middle of the learning, Rebbe stopped the Avram And he went to the side and he made himself a bagel with butter and he started to eat it. But looks at him and he says, what? For that, you stop what I'm talking about. And That's what he, says. he says, not what you think. I wasn't hungry. Says, I felt I was, I was having Khrusha Nefesh. My Neshameh was departing, being exposed to what you're showing me now. I was just going up. And I wanted to reconnect my Neshameh to my goof. And the way to do that is with tainu, with pleasure, because pleasure is one of those koyaches. Hachipnimim, a very deep-rooted koyach that we have. That is Nagyab and Nefesh. So therefore, when I eat butter, which is an inner pleasure, because anything, anything that is fat is actually good tasting. So, so butter on the bagel, not stomach bagel. Bagel with butter is the way for me to be able to return, to reconnect my Neshama to my goof. So I shouldn't have Kusan Nefesh. So what is this story telling you? How come Rabbi Avraham didn't need to eat a bagel with butter? Rabbi Avraham was already called Rabbi Malach. He was already way ahead in when he came to to Chassidus. He was exposed to these things. His the Shomer, he was used to it. He was able to handle it. But the Rebbe at that point wasn't able to, ha- able to handle it without having Khusa Nefesh. So therefore, what was too much for one was just fine for the other. So so the same is the same is over here. Benazai and Benzoima both had the same intention. And their intention being going up for the sake of what we call the Ratzai Vishov. The Ratzai was what they wanted. They just wanted to go up. So Benazai had this Kosan Nefesh. Benzoima, who wasn't quite at the same level as Benazai, so him, he, he went out of this world in a mental way. He found himself in a different world by the time he came back. But this but neshama was still there. Achir, on the other hand, that he didn't have that same sheifa as Ben Azai Ben zaimah Achir was, we, we don't hear about Achir, that he wasn't married, that he didn't have Talmidim. So being that he didn't have that same sheifa of going up, it wasn't by him a matter of dying. By him, it was a matter of whether he was ready to be exposed to these secrets of the Torah. Remember what we learned before at the top of this page, which was that Masa Merkava, which refers in the Gemara is the way of saying Primis Torah, wasn't given to everybody. Those who weren't able to handle it, they would have had uh, bad results. Of course, today with the Gilu of Chassidus, after, the, after Rashbi wrote the Zoyar, and after that, the Arizal said that Mitzvah Legalo is a Sachochma, and the Al that ex, uh, uh, expanded upon it after it is Kislev, and all the way till Chodeshvat, in which we are, that Moshe Rabbinu translated Torah and Shivim Loshen, that the Rebbe took Khsidis, and exp, explain it in all kinds of languages, in many languages, and in, within every language at many different levels, so everybody could un- understand it. We don't have that risk of having neither and efesh not becoming an This is not going to happen to us. But we're talking about these people, the difference between the three. Benazer ben Zayma, the intention was ratzoy. Right. Acher was a different, a different goal. He went there, let's see what's happening, and he made bad use of it. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva, how come Rabbi Akiva came out properly? Is because nichnas <coughs> b'shalen. The intention of Rabbi Akiva when he went in, was very different than the intention of Ben Azai and Ben Zayma when they went in. That Ben, ben and Ben Zoyma, the idea was Ratzoi without a show. Rabbi Akiva went, nichnas, why did he go in? Besholoim with the intention of peace. What is peace? The Torah was given in order to bring peace into the world. What kind of peace does the Torah bring into the world? The Torah brings world peace? What what kind of peace? Peace between Gashmis and Ruchniyes. It seems to be a conflict between Gashmis and Ruchniyes. Obviously, you know for yourself that what Nefesh HaLukis is interested in is not what Nefesh Bahamis wants to do, and vice versa. There is that war that is explained in Perektes in Tanya between those two kings who are trying to conquer the little... Town, which is a goof. There is that war between Gashmus and the Bukhniyas. So when we think of Ailam Azeh, we think enemy, we think war. And with this approach, if we stuck to this approach, we will think that one should indeed remove himself from the world. But when you realize that there is Torah, that is here to bring a peace between Gashmis and Ruchniyis. In what sense? Anytime that you are using something in Gashmi as a tool for a mitzvah, you are actually bringing a locus into these things. And you are revealing that the true purpose of whatever was created is to serve the Ebeshter. And you are showing that this is not a war. There is peace. How do you bring ra- about this peace? Through mitzvahs, through Torah. So the point is what? The point is that you have to go up into the pardes with the intention of coming out of the pardes and to bring peace into the world, meaning that when you have this moment of elevations in which you find yourself completely spiritual, that cannot be a one-way trip. And even, even more than that, that cannot be a trip on its own. That has to be a means. That has to be that the intention is to come in B'Shalayim so you will come out. Come in B'Shalayim means go in there with the intention of using this inspiration to bring peace into the world by meaning bringing a locus into the world, merging Gashmis and Ruchni is putting them together. That's the peace. So here is why Rabbi Akiva, didn't have the same result as the other ones. Rabbi Akiva's intention when he went in wasn't just to remain in the Pardes. But Rabbi Akiva's intention of nichnas b'shaloim. His intention going in was different than the other ones. His intention was to get what he needs in order to yatsab b'shaloim, to come back out of the Pardes and bring that that he has collected in the Pardes and apply it in his avoid in Now, of course, this ayrah from this story is not don't go to the pardes, don't open up a mimer because you don't know what's gonna to happen to you. That of course not. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Unfortunately, the reason why you'll be fine is because is because it's not really going to elevate us unless we work on it really hard. So what is the point of this, this story? What is the message? The message is that too often we separate the moments in which we feel a certain desires to the rest of our day. There are times in which we daven, Pashad beislavus, and we mamish say shema with the kavanah of bochshen kodesh machuselayil umbeit. Hashem ekinu, Hashem echa, do yolchayes is There is no no milvadoi. And then you finish davening and you go and you make sure that there is enough chocolate syrup in your cappuccino. Ah, there is something else. There is a cappuccino. And not just the there, right? What does it mean? It doesn't mean you're a hypocrite. It doesn't mean that you didn't mean it while you were davening. It means that you have two separate units. I daven and I live. I learn Torah and then have my life. I go to verbringen. And I hear, it brings me to tears, and I have this achlottes, I'm going to be a completely different person. And then before vital, the next day is another day, just like it was yesterday. Why is it like this? It's because when we go into these moments, we don't realize that the reason why we go into these moments is to draw whatever we can from these moments and bring them back down into our daily life. <laughs> That's the intention we must have when we go in. That when you go into, into a Shabbos, into Yom Kippur, into a Fabrengen, you go into a Nigin and you're completely transported into the Pardes. Almost what Isfah says. You feel that you're in the sky. Moment in which you feel you are Right? And at that moment, it shouldn't be just, ah, that felt good. That's Benazah ibn Zoyma. He has to be Rabbi Akiva. It has to be. How do I bring this ratzay into a show? I'm gonna apply this inspiration excitement, this into everything else that I do in my in my life. How do I feel the same way when I'm in a supermarket? When I'm in the street? That is the yatsa b'shalom.